I realize that summer doesn't officially begin until June 20th, uh, but it's supposed to be 90 degrees today. And tomorrow, and every day through this Friday here is supposed to be over 90 degrees. Come on, that's summertime, right? If it's 90 degrees, it's summertime. And most of us are looking forward to summertime. I, I, I posted uh, on social media a few days ago, what do you love about summer? And almost 100 people responded. Like, we're at that stage of the calendar where summer's coming up and we're all really, really excited about all the things that come with summer. We're, we're anticipating swimming pools. Uh, we're ready for the lake and the beach to warm up enough that we can, we can play in the water or um, uh, we can ski in the water or we can tube in the water, we can pontoon in the water. Whatever you do in the water, you're anticipating doing that in the water because we're on the front end of summer and summer for most of us is a great season. We love Summer, we get, we, we get to grill, get to cook out, go to somebody's house, let them cook out and clean up, uh, spend, spend time later in the day hanging out with our family, hanging out with friends. Baseball, season of baseball, right? Speaking of baseball, congrats. Loganville High School is in state championship again. This week, things you can count on, death, taxes, Loganville High School will be in the state championship every year. So uh, go Red Devils this week. Uh, hope Tuesday goes well for you. Summer, summer's a great season. If you didn't know, the Walton County Splash Pad just opened about a half mile from here. Family's going to have a great time hanging out at the Splash Pad uh, this year. You probably have vacations on the calendar you already marked them out, uh, put the deposit down, uh, made all of your plans. Uh, airports are filling up again. Middle seats are being used again on the airplane. From what I understand, you can't get a rental car right now. So if you need a rental car wherever you're going, you haven't reserved it, you may be out of luck because people are ready to travel. One of the things people mentioned uh, on my social media post, and I, I hear from a lot of people, is what they love about the summer is fresh vegetables, fresh fruit, uh, farmers markets, roadside stands, the smell, right, the smell of fresh fruit in the summer, the, the smell of fresh cut grass in the summer, all the summer smells, the pool, the chlorine. Right, we are looking forward to a big summer, a great summer. And we have all of these lists of reasons why we love the summer. And I don't want to be a downer this morning, but let me go ahead and, and, and say the obvious. It is going to be hot this summer. We live in Georgia. It is going to be so hot. And we're not thinking about that right now, but in about two months, we're, that's all we're going to be thinking about. In Georgia is just how hot it is because if you're not at the pool, if you're not at the beach, it's just hot and it's humid, right? That's what we say. It's not the heat. It's the humidity. Doesn't matter. It's all of it and it can be miserable. We, we call the hottest part of the summer the dog days of summer. Right? They just seem to drag on and, on, and for most of us, as excited as we are right now about everything we're going to get to do in the summer, there's going to come a point in a few months where we're going to go, oh, it's just hot. I'm tired of the heat. 
We, most of us get to that point, right? I'm just tired of the heat, especially when school gets back in, you get back on your schedule, get back in the routine, and you're not able to go to the pool every day, not able to go to the beach as much. It is just hot. It is humid, and we call it the dog days of summer. That's kind of the trade-off for all of the good things we get to do in the summer. The trade-off is if you're not doing those fun things, it's just going to be hot. You're going to be sweating. You're going to get in the car and you're going to melt. It is just going to be hot. Um, Hopefully you get to take advantage of this season but I would say not only is there the hot, is there the hot trade-off, there's, there's another trade-off that we sometimes are tempted to make in the summer. Because we have all of these opportunities available to us, because for many of us our, our schedule's a little more relaxed. I mean, even if you're working the same hours, you're working the same job, you got more daylight at the end of the day, you've got vacations planned. So it feels a little more relaxed. Because... Because it feels a little more relaxed, because we do have all of these opportunities throughout the summer, and let's be honest, a lot of the summer opportunities are exhausting. They'll wear you out. And so we we spend a good bit of the summer tired. Does anybody actually go on vacation and come back more rested than when you went? Most of us don't. That's in our mind. We're going to go on vacation. We're going to relax. We're going to rest. And we get back from vacation and we're more exhausted than we've ever been. Going to the pool just wears you out. right? The beach wears you out. I love it. I'm going to do all of that. But a lot of the things we do in the summer, they kind of wear us out. Because of that and because of all of the opportunities, the relaxed schedule, the going all the time, There can be the temptation to take a spiritual break in the summer, to to have a kind of a spiritual slump in the summer uh, because we're taking advantage of all of these other things or because we're so tired all the time. There can be a temptation to check out spiritually. And in this series, I want to encourage you to avoid that. I want to encourage you to see the summer not as an opportunity for a summer slump, but as an opportunity for spiritual growth, as an opportunity to perhaps use some of that flexible time that that you're going to have. Use some of those moments to draw closer to God this summer. You may not realize it, but God doesn't check out on Memorial Day and pop back in the day after Labor Day. Like God doesn't take vacation in the summertime. And God has a desire for you and for me to grow during this season. To, to see our spiritual lives deepen over this season of the summer. Um, you're going to have moments that you could fill at least some of those moments with drawing closer to the Lord this summer. Let me give you a couple of summer principles from the Bible. Here's the first one, summer principles from the Bible. The first one is this. Summer is an opportunity for abundant harvest. Summer is an opportunity for abundant harvest. And that's, that's not just true spiritually, which is how I'm going to apply it in just a minute. I mean, obviously, it's just true naturally. 
just naturally because of the way the seasons work. This is the season of abundant harvest. Jeremiah uh, had this to say in Jeremiah chapter 40. I myself will stay at Mizpah to represent you before the Babylonians who come to us. But you, speaking to the people of Israel, you are to harvest the wine, summer fruit, and olive oil, and put them in your storage jars and live in the towns you have taken over. Then in verse 12, Jeremiah says, They all came back to the land of Judah to get Eliah at Mizpah from all the countries where they had been scattered, and they harvested an abundance of wine and summer fruit. Not just a small harvest, not just a... Not just a little bit, not just enough to get by. Jeremiah says they harvested an abundant harvest. I, I, I believe that the summer is a season not just of harvesting vegetables, harvesting fruit, natural harvest. I think the summer can be an abundant harvest for your life spiritually. But in order for that to happen, You have to realize this, abundant spiritual growth begins when we see the potential and prioritize our time and energy. Abundant spiritual harvest happens when we realize, you know what, this is a season of growth. This is a season of of my heart drawing near to the Lord. This is a season where God wants to teach me something. And, and, and figuratively, that could be any season. There's not one calendar season that that could happen. I've just found in my own life, and I think it's true for all of us, because of the nature of the summer, if we prioritize, if we focus on spiritual growth, God will do some things in your heart individually this summer. Jeremiah says to the people, the harvest is there. It's abundant. Go get it. Go get it. Pursue it. Go after it. Harvest it. And I want to say that to you here on the front end of the summer, before we all start kind of going our different directions, on the front end of the summer, I want to say to you, God has a spiritual harvest for you this summer. Go get it. Go get it. Make the most of the potential of new routines and schedules and, and the, the, different, uh, the different feeling that the summer has. Make the most of that. Don't, don't, don't just fill it up with other things. Right? We, we see the potential right now, the end of May. We see the potential for pools and beaches and cookouts and ice cream, right? We see all of that potential. Watermelon and peaches. We see all of the potential for all those great things of the summer. I want to challenge you. See the potential that God wants to do something in your life this summer. See the potential that God wants you to grow spiritually. Right? Many of us will have some flexible time this summer. We'll, we'll have some gaps in the schedule. We'll have some slower times. Many of us will sit by the pool for a long time this summer. Right? Many of us will sit at the beach this summer. Other of us will make great use of air conditioning and our couch this summer. Right? We're going to slow down at times, right? Most of us, we're still working. You still have a job to do. There's still routines and schedule. But there's going to be times this summer you're going you're to gear down just a little bit. You're going to slow down just a little bit. 
What if you offered some of the fruit of the summer to the Lord to see what He would do in your life? See how He would teach you. I am not saying that you're going to spend all summer reading theology books, okay? It's fine if you want to do that. Probably not going to be most of us. I'm, I'm asking maybe, maybe you don't have to watch every series on Netflix this summer. Right? Maybe. Maybe that, that time that opens up for you, all of that doesn't have to get filled with social media this summer. Maybe some of those windows that are going to open up for you, maybe some of that slower time that's going to open up for us, maybe you would, you would find ways to grow in the Lord during that time. I'm going to give you some specific suggestions in the weeks that are to come. We're going to get some details, some plans, and you take what you want and leave what you don't want. I, I'm going to give you some specific plans, maybe suggestions for the summer. L- let me give you one right now, and, and it, it may sound self-serving, and I'm okay with that because I think this suggestion is good for you. Here, here, here's a way to bring focus and priority to the spiritual harvest that God wants to do in your life this summer. And it's simply this. When you're in town on Sunday, be here and be a part of worship. Like it's just a little simple priority to say, when I'm in town, I'm going to be here. I'm going to worship. I'm going to be with God's people. We're going to study God's word together. We're going to sing together. I'm not going to be here every weekend. I'm going to be out of town sometimes. But when I'm here... I'm going to be with God's people in worship. It, it's, a, it's a small, simple way to say to God and to say to ourselves, God, you're my priority in every season. You're my priority in every season. Worship is priority in every season. Studying God's Word, it's priority in every season. You're not going to be here every weekend. Listen, I'm not going to be here every weekend. I'm going to take a vacation or two this summer. Already got plans. Already got it calendared, right? I'm going to be out of town, and when I'm out of town, that means I'm not in town, right? That's how that works. I'm going to be out of town. I'm not going to be here, and I'm not going to feel guilty at all. So, if you need your pastor to feel guilty when he's out, I'm not your guy, all right? I'm going to be gone some. I'm not going to feel guilty, and I want you to be gone some, and I want you to feel guilty. Watch online if you if you have the opportunity, welcome to the folks who are joining us today online. Watch online if you have the opportunity while, while you're away. Get some time away. Have a wonderful vacation or two or whatever you're planning for this summer to be away. But here at the end of May, before we really get into summer, why not just make a commitment? Hey, if I'm in town, I'm going to be a part of worship on Sunday. If my family's in town, we're going to be a part of worship on Sunday, we're just going to be here. That's who we are. God is our priority. We're, we're, we, we don't want to have a spiritual slump this summer. And so we're going to just make this commitment right up front. If we're in town on a Sunday, we're going to be a part of worship. Here's something I know about summers. And again, all the excitement of summer beginning, we don't think about this thing uh, that much. But I, I think it is true that habits that are established in the summer, they often carry over to the fall. Habits that get established in the summer, it's difficult to shake those. We don't just bounce back 
in the fall. Um, example, your kids, if you have school-age kids, they're probably going to sleep a little bit later in the summer, right? And it's going to be 30 minutes later, and then it's going to be 45 minutes later, and then it's going to be noon 30, and you're wondering if they're still alive in there, right? That's, that's the progression. You have teenagers in your house, right? It's a progression. They just sleep a little bit later. Then they stay up a little bit later, so their whole schedule kind of shifts to this end. How's that first week of school for them? Right. How's, that, how's that first alarm clock uh, in August? That's a, that's a rough re-entry, isn't it? And, and it, it, there's a, they're kind of forced to jump back into a schedule. But those areas that you're not forced to jump back into, like if they were not forced to go back to school by a certain time in the morning in August, it'd be really hard for them to pull out of that habit, wouldn't it? Often habits that we establish in the summer, including spiritual habits that we establish in the summer, they have a way of just kind of leaking into the fall. Um, People who disappear for the summer. I don't mean they take vacations every now and then, a weekend at the lake or beach or you know, a couple times they're, they're away for the summer. I, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who just disappear from spiritual things in the summer. They don't just show back up in the fall every week. Typically, typically it's a slow re-entry spiritually because their habits have adjusted. Their, their habits have moved away from the priority of worship, the priority of being with God. Now, another example, and people don't like to talk about this one either, just kind of let me pull the curtain back for you. Uh, at ch- every church that I've been in and every church that I've ever heard about or ever talked to, they experience a, a giving slump in the summer. Sometimes it starts in June, sometimes it starts in July. Habits change, people are gone, and when people are gone, sometimes they don't give. And so there's typically somewhere in the summer a giving slump begins to happen. And probably what you would think, uh, objectively, you would think, well, when everybody comes back to school, then that kind of fixes itself. That's what you would normally think. Normally, churches that I've been a part of, Giving begins to slump somewhere in the summer, and it's usually late October, early November before it actually gets back to where it was before the summer. Because, one of the reasons, habits we form in the summer, they have a way of carrying over into the fall. I want want you to be careful. In, In avoiding a summer slump, I want you to be careful not to form spiritual habits this summer that you're then going to have to break in the fall in order to to walk closely with the Lord. Not not that you won't go on vacation. All I'm saying is be careful that you're not forming habits this summer that it's going to be difficult to break in the fall. Here's another summer principle. Summer is a time of preparation, which makes sense. Because it's a time of abundance, then it's a time to store up. It's a time to put away for later. It's a time to maximize the abundance by preparing for what is to come. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it 
stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. It takes advantage of that abundant harvest by storing up and preparing for the future. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, he who gathers crops in summer is a prudent son or a prudent person, but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful person. In, in times of abundance, times of abundance, when we have flexible time, when we have a little more time, when we have some downtime, that's an opportunity for abundant harvest that you and I need to use to prepare us for what's coming. That's what, that's what God challenged the nation of Israel to do. Make sure you use this season wisely because it's going to prepare you for the next season, which was even more important in 500, 600 B.C., right? If you think about it, because there's, there's no Walmart, right? there's no Kroger or Publix. There's not even Dollar General on every corner, 600 B.C., right? right? You, you, you better take advantage of this opportunity that you have to store up for what's to come, I, I think the summer season, if we, if we view it properly, the summer season gives us some opportunities to put things in our lives spiritually that we may need in the future. You know, I grew up in South Georgia because I grew up in South Georgia a long, long time ago. I did things as a kid that I don't think kids do very much today. If at all, at the beginning of the summer, like we had just gotten out of school, I was ready to get on that summer sleep schedule. And at the beginning of the summer, my mother and my granny got us out of bed and took us to the pea patch. Right? Anybody else go to the pea patch when they were kids? Kids don't go to the pea patch anymore. Right? We go to the pea patch and we would pick, and it was wet and there was bugs and it was miserable. And we would pick peas for a couple of hours. And then we would shell peas. Kids don't shell peas anymore either. Adults don't shell peas, I don't think. We would shell peas, right? They would freeze. They would blanch. They would blanch peas, and then they would freeze peas. It was this whole process that you went, my kids have never shelled peas. They never picked peas. They never blanched peas. They don't know what freezing. It's one of the failures of me as a father is that my kids have never picked peas. We go to the pea patch and we would pick bushels of peas. Then we go to the cornfield, right? And we pick corn. And then we would shuck corn. And then we would cream corn. And we go to butter bean patch and we get butter bean. We do the same thing. Now, why did it have to be in the summer? Why did I have to give up my kid's sleep to go to the pea patch and the bean patch and the cornfield in the sun? Because that's when the peas were there. That's when the opportunity was there. And the opportunity wasn't going to be there forever. So you had to go when the opportunity was there. Here, here we are, front end of the summer. You got plans. I got plans. I got a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. Like a lot of things I want to eat this summer and a lot of things I want to grill this summer and a lot of things I want to do this summer. I, I, I got all of this stuff I'm looking forward to. But this is a season when you could prepare spiritually for what's coming in your life. And I, I'm not trying to be ominous. I don't, I don't, we don't have any idea what the fall is going to be like. 
right? I mean, we, we've learned that the past few years. We don't know what's going to happen in the fall. You don't know what's going to happen in your life in the fall. I don't know what's happening in my life in the fall. You don't know what the winter is going to bring. You don't, you don't know what 2022 is going to bring. Because we have some opportunity, because we have some flexible time during the months of the summer, God may be preparing you for something that's coming in your future. And right now, the harvest of that is abundant to get you ready. You need to store it up. You need to blanch it and freeze it right now, right? You need to put some spiritual things in your life because you're going to face something or you're going to have an opportunity in a few months and you're going to need what God wants to do in you over these next couple of months. Or, or maybe God wants to teach you something this fall. Maybe this winter, God really wants to show you something but he's got he's to show you this thing first so that you're ready to receive that thing when you get there. Just like going to the pea patch. Right? We need to come to God's word this summer. We need to say, God, what do you want to do in me to prepare me for the season that is about to come? Because it's, it's difficult from a, a, a spiritual perspective to get canned spiritual growth in the moment of crisis. And sometimes that's what we want to do. Like We want to just pop it open when the crisis hits us and say, okay, God, give it to me now. And God's been saying, no, the harvest has been there. I, I've been calling to you. I've been trying to show you things spiritually. Now, God will still meet you there. I'm not, he's not going to abandon you in that moment. But sometimes we treat spiritual growth like the green giant, right? He's just supposed to get it all ready for me, and I'll run get it when I need it. Instead of, God, I want a life of walking with you and growing with you. And, and I want to use the moments that I have throughout the year and throughout this season so that I'm ready for whatever I'm going to walk into in a few months. So, so the summer is an opportunity for abundant harvest. The summer is a time for preparation, but also the summer is a season that can be wasted. I mean, there's an implication to the first two. If there's the opportunity for abundant harvest, if it's a time that you could prepare, then the implication is you could waste this whole time too. You could blow this season. You could ignore God for the next couple of months when God wants to grow you, when God wants to teach you. Abundant harvest can be wasted. Back to prophet Jeremiah, he writes in chapter 8, verse 20, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. The nation of Israel has been unfaithful to God. They've been turning away from God. Jeremiah's trying to get their attention in all kinds of ways. Jeremiah's trying to get their attention. And, and at one point, their unfaithfulness leads Jeremiah to say, the, the harvest is over, the summer's past, and, and we're still not walking with God. We're, we still haven't turned to God. The harvest that God wants to give us spiritually, it can be wasted. Micah chapter 7, verse 1, another minor prophet in the Old Testament. What misery is mine. I am like one who gathers summer fruit at the gleaning of the vineyard. There is no cluster of grapes to eat. None of the early figs that I crave. You, you find this terminology, summer fruit, often uh, in the Old Testament. And it has 
several meanings or, or, or significance. One is just the summer fruit was a reminder of God's blessings. God, had, God has given us this goodness. Sometimes it was used as an offering to God to say, we, we acknowledge your sweet goodness to us. So they would bring an offering of the summer fruit. But sometimes the summer fruit is a reference to that last crop, that, that, that harvest right at the end when the fruit's really, really sweet, it's ripened on the vine, like it's really, really good. And Micah said, I, I ran out in the fields looking for that summer fruit, looking for that last harvest, and it was gone. There, there, were, there were no grapes on the vine. The, the early figs were gone. Well, of course the early figs were gone. It's not early anymore. You wasted that season that God had given you the potential of a harvest. But that can be us. And God will meet us on the other side. I'm trying to scare anybody. I'm just saying we could roll into August and spiritually just kind of be all out of whack. Because we've, we've enjoyed the goodness that God has given us in the summer, but we've forgotten the God that gave us the summer fruit of the summer. We haven't drawn near to Him. Summers, harvests, they can all be wasted. Right? Here's a reality. What's currently ripe will soon be rotten. It's currently ripe. Soon be rotten. That's the way harvests are. They, they come and they go. They, they pass. If we don't take advantage of them, if we don't harvest in the season of abundance, it, it's gone. If you've ever had a fruit tree in your yard or, or your neighbor did or, or a grapevine, you have all this potential for summer fruit, right? But you know what happens if nobody gets out there and gets all those apples? They fall on the ground and they're brown, and they smell, and they're mushy, and there's flies everywhere. Because what's, what's currently ripe for the picking, it's going to be rotten before long. You're not going to get the goodness out of it. We know it doesn't take long for it to go from this to this, right? It doesn't take long. There was an opportunity. There was a chance. There was a goodness that we had the opportunity to enjoy, and if we didn't, it becomes like this. What's, what's currently ripe will soon be rotten. Julie and I lived in uh, Fort Worth, Texas in the early 90s. I was in school. She was a full-time teacher. She was the primary, uh, she was the only person with a full-time job in our, in our home. I was picking up part-time jobs and going full-time to school. Well, we lived in Fort Worth, and if you think Georgia's hot, go to Texas. It is brutally hot, and there is no shade in Texas. No, no shade. And even when the wind blows, it, it's like getting inside the dryer and turning it on. That's what the wind is in Texas. It's about 95 degrees. The wind is just as hot as everything else in Texas. And so one, one year we were out there, it's June in Texas. My mother-in-law lives in South Carolina. 
in Columbia, my mother-in-law sent us a box of chocolate in the mail. <laughs> so it gets to Texas. It did not look like chocolate. Maybe chocolate syrup. And we laughed. Mima sent us some chocolate. I'm talking to my mom on the phone. I'm telling her the story. You know, Mima sent us some chocolate in the mail. It's like 178 here. And so it was just, we just stirred the whole thing away. My mom's laughing. And <clears throat> so unbeknownst to me, and my mom didn't even connect the dots. My mom had sent a box of peaches from South Carolina to Texas about the same time. Which, by the way, South Carolina produces more peaches than Georgia. But we can argue about that later. My mom buys us this box of peaches, puts them in the mail. June in Fort Worth, Texas, UPS guy knocks on the door, open the door. They've wrapped it in a plastic bag. And there's juice all in the bottom, and there's flies, and we took it out to the dumpster at the apartment complex and dropped it in. Because somewhere between South Carolina and Fort Worth, Texas, what was ripe became rotten. It became useless. Nobody wanted that. In our spiritual lives. And there are seasons when God wants to speak to us. There are times God... Gives us opportunities for growth. And again, I, I'll share some practical suggestions over the next few weeks. Summer, I think, is one of those times. It's one of those times when we're still busy. There's still a lot going on. I mean, I get all of that. It just it feels slower. It feels more relaxed. For most of us, it feels like we have some breathing space. And the Holy Spirit would like to be breathing into us during that time. Not, not us abandoning him, not us saying, I'll be back in Labor Day, I'll, well, I'll get back into the habit at some point. No, no a, a commitment from us that says, like the harvest that God wants to do in me is ripe. It's ready. I need to pursue him over these next couple of months. I need to listen for him over these next couple of months. I need to talk to him over these next couple of months. I need, I need to find a way to get in his word over these next couple of months. I need to feed my spiritual life over the next couple of months because it could be wasted. It could be, it could be so wasted spiritually if you're not careful. I'm not asking for your whole summer. Not, not asking for you to be a seminary student this summer. I, I'm challenging you to grow in the Lord for all of the potential that you see in this summer, for all of the goodness that you're excited about this summer. Make some room, have some focus, have a priority that you're going to grow spiritually this summer. You're going to walk with the Lord this summer, as the psalmist said, you're going to taste and see the Lord's good this summer. Let's pray. God, thank you for the summer fruit. 
Thank you that you give us seasons of restoration and seasons of rest. Seasons when the calendar is just a little bit different. The schedule's not quite as strict. Thank you for giving us things to look forward to. Smells and tastes. Trips. Seeing people maybe we haven't seen. But God, give us an anticipation of what you want to teach each of us individually over these next couple of months. Give us an anticipation that with some of that flexible time, some of that extra time, some of that relaxed time, your spirit and your word want to speak into our lives. That we would be stronger. That we would be more alive spiritually. That we would walk closer to you. For I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.